this song in my head I just can't get rid of. You know that old tune. The notes dip and dive, trill and cascade. You know the one, right? It sounds kind of like... Welcome to the Nature of Phonology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. February 1st was the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox, signaling the beginning of the most challenging half of winter for wildlife. On a typical year, not that we have had many of those lately, February brings the deepest snow and consistent sub-freezing temperatures. While we do tend to enjoy more sunny days and notably longer days this month than we do during the first half of winter, the lingering fruits and seeds of late summer have been either buried or picked through, and the occasional thaw, allowing critters like raccoons and skunks to wake up and forage without too much risk, is unlikely for now. For local wildlife, the ability to find food and travel to it tends to be most limited this month, so they need to be a bit creative to meet their energy needs. One clue of a shift in focus for one local arboreal rodent is the scattering of spruce tips you can now find all over the forest floor. It's not just wildlife that endures major challenges in the winter. Trees endure a lot too. Just this winter, the spruce trees in my backyard have withstood over 70 mile an hour winds, ground heaving among them as their roots gripped the soil to accommodate for the dramatically swaying tops. They've survived pouring rain that then froze their roots into a duffy ice cube. They've been weighed down by wet, heavy snow accumulating on their branches. They've weathered rain freezing upon contact on their short, waxy needles, causing them to lean into seemingly unsustainable angles. But within the grim, icy grip of winter enveloping these spruce trees, there is still life within those trunks and branches just waiting for the thaw and the growing daylight to allow for more growth once again. And then a red squirrel comes along and starts pruning its branches. While red squirrels can thrive in a variety of forests in both temperate and polar regions, they especially rely on coniferous forests with dense canopies and lots of mushrooms around. This is why we tend to see more red squirrels in the cool, damp, spruce fir forests of the region than the deciduous forests. They do seem to have a particular love for spruce trees. Year-round, you can find red squirrel middens littering the ground, piles of spruce cone scales providing evidence of a former red squirrel dining table or the spillover of an underground cache. But at this point in the winter, red squirrels turn to the swelling buds at the tips of spruce branches. The ends of spruce tree branches are quite floppy, ideal for shedding the weight of heavy snow. And while red squirrels are undoubtedly acrobatic, wandering out to the very tips of these branches seems to be a bit too cumbersome for them. So they prune the branch tip with their sharp little incisors, eat the nutritious bud, then drop that branch tip, littering the ground with spruce branch tips. Sometimes they drop the branch tip before eating the bud and head to the ground to eat them there. This February habit of squirrels is such a long-lived seasonal pattern, the Passamaquoddy name for the upcoming full moon translates to spruce tip moon, or the time of year when spruce tips fall. So the next time you're outside in a coniferous forest near you, look for the scattering of spruce branch tips on the forest floor. And don't worry about the trees too much. Just as humans prune fruit trees to encourage vigorous growth, 
Other woody plants are adapted to this kind of pruning from herbivory that has been happening for tens of thousands of years. The pruning of spruces and firs results in a much more stiff conical canopy that holds up to snow and ice loading better. The most lush new growth often results from weathering some big challenges. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, how to contact us, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Recording of the correct pronunciation of from the Passamaquoddy Maliseet Language Portal. If you have a nature topic you want covered in our show, let us know. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. (laughs) 